Now that is a heck of a win. We're talking about it next, plus rumors, rumors, and more rumors floating as trade deadline nears. It's all coming up on Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What a two-night sequence. Wow. We're going to get into it. That was fun last night. Beating OKC is freaking awesome all the time. Uh, Sorry, that's personal, but it is great. I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Here's today's show. How the Jazz beat Oklahoma City, two ways that they did not have not done things in the past and how they've improved exactly uh, the issues that they were having in the eight previous games. Late game plan unbelievable jazz offense is came into the game number two in the nba and clutch thunder came in number one in the clutch what happened in the final five minutes after it was tied at 109 and overall game plan execution by the jazz uh plus tony jones reports three or four major rumors involving the utah jazz i'll dig into uh, what i think is going to happen uh with those as we get going today i am david Locke, radio voice of utah jazz jazz nba insider this is locked on jazz it's your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button. How about a thumbs up for the Utah Jazz performance last night? Uh, please do that. It helps the algorithm, helps people catch the show, makes it better for you and your life because if more people hear the show, less people are dumb about the jazz. Um, that should be our new slogan. And then uh, if you're listening, thank you very much for doing it the way that everyone started this show. Please subscribe or follow. If you're on YouTube, hit that bell button. It'll notify you whenever we launch up a show. Thanks so much for tuning in. And to the everydayers, you're the best. I actually bought these Locked on Jazz stickers so that when someone came by me at the arena and said I'm an everyday, I can hand it to them, and then I keep forgetting to bring them in the arena. So we'll see if I can get that going. All right. Um, that's two nights that were about as fun as it gets. Um, really, really just like electric, come from behind, good basketball, coming off a not very good stretch where it felt like maybe the Jazz had kind of lost their ways. Really, really impressive performances. Loved what loved what we saw. Big picture for a quick second. I think this is interesting. So, it's, I mean, we're just the sample size is getting large enough. I just think you start. To, so, since Colin Sexton moved in the starting lineup, December thirteenth, we've now played twenty nine games, and the Jazz are nineteen and ten. Like at some point, that's a sufficient sample size. At least that's my thought. Sorry, my throat is fried after the last two games, so there will be some drinking during the show. I know it drives you crazy. I try to avoid it. It's not like radio where I have a mute button. It's not like where I can take a break. Um, so that's unfortunately reality. But all right, so we're we're 19 and 10 since December 13th. We're 16 and 8 since Chris Dunn started. I'm not like, I don't know what I think actually I know that's not very like we're heading into a trade deadline I'm assuming some moves will get made it's it's how asset evolution works as we talked about yesterday for the everydayers but it's is interesting like 
I don't think we were, you know, 15 and four good. I, I don't know that I think we're really 19 and 10 good, right? Like that 19 and 10, just so you have it, is the equivalent of, and I think, you know, we've had some softness to the schedule, but not a lot. Like at some point you've just played 30 games. That's enough. So that's the equivalent of a 53 win team. Maybe we're not that far off that. Like, I mean, at some point, there's a few things that are on our side. One is that we have a massive home court advantage that's pretty undeniable. That 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 concept um, that we have an altitude home court advantage and are really, really, we're 17 and 7 at home on a year when we're 500 is real. So that if we're actually better than that, then we have a really big home court advantage. And last night, we played one of the best teams in the NBA and beat them. Just like there's... They were missing a guy. We were missing. No, no. We beat them. Like, that's what happened last night. And it was tied at 109 with five minutes left. They're the best clutch offense in the NBA. They're like 18 and 10 in close games. I think that's what it was. Give me a second, just so I'm being accurate. And we got them. To me, that's like, that's pretty telling. That's to me last night was, they were rested. They played a double overtime game one night before. Okay, so they weren't perfectly rested. Like, we can't have it be. But that's about as clear as it gets. That when we're at strength, at home, we can beat anybody with this team right now. Which is impressive. They were 16-10, and 10, fourth best team in the league in clutch. So, just big picture. And I don't think that I want that to impact the Jazz at trade deadline. Like, I just still think that the vision is for longer down the road and you got to figure out what's best. But to me, that's at least I would be looking at this team. If I was the jazz front office saying like, okay, it's not like it's pretty far off a championship team, but it's, it's pretty good. All right, let's get to last night. Those are two tremendous wins. That one is way better than the Milwaukee win. Milwaukee was in the midst of a road trip, coaching transition, no Chris Middleton, no Brooke Lopez. They lost again last night with both those things. That that one was last night was a way better win. The there are a few things I thought were really interesting. One is the Jazz allow the most transition of any team in the NBA going up against the team that has the most transition of any team in the NBA. The Jazz are not horrendous at transition defense, but we've gotten there. Last night, Oklahoma City was only in transition 9% of the time. They're regularly in transition 20% of the time. That name, that is a non-official number. That's cleaning the glass. Cleaning the glass does it by um, estimation based on the box score. So actually, let me see if I, now I think about it, let me see if I can find last night a game. If I can see, I forgot that I actually have a way to maybe see if I can figure out what. Um, Oklahoma City according to this, scored 22 points in transition all game. Fast break points are different than transition points. Fast breaks kind of, again, it's a box score number. And they averaged 0.864 points per possession in transition. So the Jazz, who really had begun to just play ole transition defense on that road trip, guys just letting guys go by into the basket, largely based on Chris Dunn. But I thought John Collins and Jordan Clarkson, who honestly, to me, were two of the biggest Cases of Ole defense in transition over the were great in transition last night. Absolutely great. 
And I thought everyone got back in transition and just caused a ton of issues. So transition defense last night by the Utah Jazz was as vital as anything in that game. Really impressive. Um, the the time and effort, uh, and that's effort. That is just busting your butt and getting back defensively and, and making plays. Um, and Chris Dunn had swipes and plays last that were amazing. And if you get into the late part of the ball game, um, you know, there's a Chet Holmgren turnover. There's a Shea misses on two occasions. There's a Jalen Williams miss. Um, Jalen gets fouled once. There's a, the Michik turnover. Like late in the game, particularly, the transition defense was amazing. Shea missed another one. Shea turned it over. Like their last seven or eight transition buckets, they score like two points. I mean, so that was transition defense when the game mattered last night. The second one last night was the defensive game plan on Shea. So what Scott Morrison, and we talked about this on postcast, if you listened, thank you if you did, um, is the Jazz wanted to, Shea's 1.15 points if he drives right, 1.15 points if he drives left. It's it's dead even either way. Um, the, the Jazz game plan generally has been to force people to their offhands. And instead, what the Jazz did was tried to drive Shea to the help. And in the first half of the game, Shea was getting to the outside hip of our defenders and getting to the outside. He's like a running back who wants to get outside the tackles. That's what he wants to do. And it looked to me like the Jazz were trying to do it and they just couldn't, it wasn't enough. Like he just was too good. And I asked Evan Brads about it at halftime. Evan's like, actually, we just got to commit more. We got to be more pronounced in what we're doing putting the outside hip, getting on the outside edge, getting there. And they did it in the second half. Chris Dunn largely. But Chris Dunn can only do that if he's getting help. And the guy shifted over and drove Shea to the middle of the floor into traffic. It's what teams do to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both want to play on the outsides in space. And guys don't like to drive into the middle and play in that area. And it was a really good game plan. It's common as I just said, because it's again, you know, Kyrie, it's not like the, like they didn't pull it out of the hat. Like it's what Boston used against Durant when he was at Brooklyn. And it, it and both those guys from Brooklyn, it, it causes problems. Right? And the Jazz did a beautiful job on Shea in the second half. And Shea, after a, a brilliant first half, was, was actually, who averages 31 a game, was actually pretty quiet in the second half. So I think he, was eight of 12 in the first half and four of something in the second half. The, so you have transition defense and defensive game plan as the telling moments. Shea was three of 10 in the second half and eight of 12 in the first half. That's pretty awesome. All right. We did some other things really, really well. And then late game magical. We'll touch on all of them as we continue here on locked on jazz. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at eBay Motors. The guaranteed fit. Million parts for your ride or die. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, or van, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts, your number one ride or die, you can always find exactly what you're looking for in eBay's guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP. Bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only for U.S. customers. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. That's the daily fantasy game made fun and, frankly, the best there is because of all of their little features, including the injury safety, including the merge NFL and NBA. All of these are various reasons why Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's you against the numbers. You pick more or less than two to six players and stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You do not have to go against Sharks and all them. Prize Picks, you can win 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn, that means $10 into 1000 That seems pretty cool. The new game, by the way, is Demons and Goblins. It's the easiest way to play. It's squares uh, marked with red demons or green goblins give you different payouts. So you can that's how you can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four picks. Players and stat types, you're selecting all sorts of fun things, and you can figure out and get your winnings. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for your first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com with the first deposit match up to $100 demons, goblins, expand your winning at prize picks. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We launched the first ever national sports channel on YouTube 24-7. It's one Locked on podcast to the next. All of our national channels, the biggest stories of the day. It's pretty awesome. It's on Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. It's now also available on Amazon Fire TV. Go search through Amazon Fire and get there. All right. A um, few other things about last night's game. I mean, the Jazz is just super good. I love, let's go to the defense for a second because we just harped on how bad they were earlier. Uh, by the quarter, Jazz defense in the first quarter was a 132. I think that's actually becoming reality. You're just going to have quarters like that. Second quarter was a 150. 140. Okay, so in the first half, Oklahoma City was at a 136. Our offense was at 120, hanging on. Woo. Then 100 in the third and 104.2 in the fourth. Jazz defense in the second half last night against the fourth best offense in the NBA was a 102.1. Fourth best offense in the league is like a 120. That's pretty amazing. And with Shea on the floor, it was only a 95. Chris Dunn on the floor, matching Shea. They matched Shea. Shea played 19 minutes and 15 seconds, and Chris Dunn played 19 minutes and 15 seconds in the second half. Walker Kessler played 11 minutes and 43 seconds in the second half. The defensive rating was a 62 when he was on the floor. Pretty great. All right. There's five minutes left in this game, and it's tied at 90, at 91 or something. That seems really low. Uh, 109. 109, that's why. In the final five minutes of this game, 
The Oklahoma City Thunder shoot two of nine, and the Jazz shoot five of six. And the Jazz go three of four from three. The Jazz are the number one three-point shooting team in the clutch this year. They're the number two offensive team in all of the NBA in the clutch this year. It's a great tribute to the players and Will Hardy. Because when you think of the best clutch teams in the league offensively, at least to me, what I would think of is Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, these unguardable forces that force teams into, frankly, double teaming, playing off the ball, um, and suddenly getting yourself in that circumstance. After last night, the Jazz are now the number one clutch offense in the NBA, 129.7. It's really incredible. The three-point shooting is amazing. 49.7%, 49.3, now 0.3%. 34 of 69. If they make their next three, they're at 50% in the clutch this year. Okay, that's a little bit of an outlier, but also maybe the right guys are getting shots at the right time. So the Jazz offense in the clutch this year is the best offense in the NBA. That's good on Will Hardy, good on the Jazz. Incredible. And it was last night. They were tied up at 109 against the best one of the, the one of two teams in the NBA, top five offense, top five defense, a good clutch team, and they answered the bell. And maybe the most important play of all of them is something we've talked about a ton, is they gave Lowry an ISO on the right elbow, and he just rose up over and hit it. Jab-stepped, rose up, hit it. Physical play to score it. That's just not something Lowry's been able to do. It's not something the Jazz have asked him to do a great deal either. You know, if he can learn something off the dribble, that's impressive. The other one is, I mean, Keontae hit a prayer with 419 left. Sometimes you just need the ball to go in. He was under duress, threw it up. The other thing is the Jazz got the shots they generally wanted by the Thunder. Josh Giddy had to take a 15-footer. Josh Giddy had to take a three. Those those are shots that you they they you they don't want to take. Chris Dunn makes a fabulous play with 327 left in this game. He drives in the lane. He's not an offensive threat. He's out there for defense. They are laying off him. Instead of taking a three, he drives in the lane. They still, they're going to eventually close out on anyone. He gets by his guy, brings the defense to it, wraps around, Kessler catches and dunks. Walker is, I think, six of his last seven from the free throw line. It feels as though he's a little bit more comfortable having the ball in his hands. Right now, in case he ends up at the free throw line, he doesn't seem as as frantic about maybe getting off the ball. And then Keontae just has guts, man. And there's an interesting post-game interview with him afterwards where I asked him, like, you have this slump. I mean, he has this terrible slump and then comes out of it and is shooting more every time. And he said, you just got to trust the work. Will made some really interesting comments about Keontae post-game last night about that he sees the game well. I thought this was fascinating. Will, post-game last night, was talking about Keontae, and he said he just understands what's going on the floor. He's 20 years old. And talks about how, you know, he Will seeing something goes over to Keontae, Keontae's seeing it also. It's a pretty interesting comment for about a 20-year-old. So, with 250 left, Jazz 114, Oklahoma City 113, they go to Lowry at the right elbow. Isolated on Jalen Williams, who's a really good defender. Lou Dort is on Keontae George. Like, these are not good matchups. 
Lowry tries to put on the deck with a left hand, drives in the lane, spins. Dort comes over. And double team. Shea comes the other way. Basically have three guys on Lowry. Holmgren is just lingering in the post because of of, uh, Kessler. Giddy is somewhere close to Fontecchio, and Dunn is just unguarded. So maybe a little bit of a mistake that they brought three guys to Markkinen. But Dort leaves it, and Lowry, on point, spins right into a pass to Keontae in the right corner. A beautiful pump fake from Keontae and a work away from the basket to his left for a right-hand three, and he buries it. This is a big-time play by everybody involved. First of all, they're isoing Lowry. Not at, he can't. You really can't iso Lowry at twenty-three. You've got to iso him at fifteen. So he's one or two dribbles, and he works the left hand, bumping back and gets into the paint. Brings two guys to him. Thunder allow the most corner threes of anyone in the league. Jazz know it. Push it out there, and then Dort with a great closeout. And Keontae, I mean, this shot is contested. That is a big time shot by Keontae George right there. If you go back and watch the replay, as I did last night, yeah, the one we weren't sleeping last night. That was fired up. That was, I mean, Dort closed. Beautiful move by Keontae. Didn't drive either. I don't think there actually was a driving lane because of the fact that that you have Holmgren just sitting there. Then, then you're so that that's at the two forty five mark. Fontecchio turns it over on a bad drive. Jazz get a stop in transition on Gilgis Alexander, which is just. These are the plays I'm talking about. The transition defense was incredible. Dunn gets a block three seconds later in transition. Just awesome. And then Thunder get the ball back, and then Gilgis Alexander turns it over in traffic on the perfect force. Dunn gets the steal. Dunn was great. And then the Jazz get it back, and that's where Lowry goes iso with 109 left, up by four, same right elbow. This time, though, a little bit different matchups as Jalen Williams is now on Keontae and Dort is on Fontecchio. And so they have Wiggins instead guarding Lowry, who's smaller. And he shoves him off, steps back into the jumper and hits it. So they got a little bit smaller guy physically in Wiggins and Lowry reacted differently, read the situation and made the play. And that was Lowry's 30th. And the final bucket of the clutch play was Lowry's three where Walker Kessler is the release valve. And it's hard to play Walker in these circumstances because they're not going to guard him if he's outside and it clogs the lane. Keontae tried to go off a Lowry pick and roll, but Dort's up on him. And Dort's as good at on-ball defender. I mean, Dort caused Donovan more problems than anyone in the league. And Keontae goes away from the pick with Lowry, gets into the paint, kicks it to Kessler, which is not ideal at 12 feet out on the left baseline. Walker takes one dribble astutely away from the game. Lowry comes back for the ball and Walker and Jalen Williams is now just far enough off Lowry trying to help. And Lowry's awesome quick release for the three. That's the dagger. But again, it goes back to Keontae handling his own against Lou Dort. It goes back to these guys just playing. There's no play here. Like this is not like, this is just guys executing basketball. Right, they tried to get Wiggins switched, they couldn't. Keontae shakes Dort with a beautiful crossover at the top. Left hand dribble in the lane, finds the release valve in Kessler. Kessler astutely plays out of it in a, in a manner where he doesn't get himself in trouble. And then Lowry just has the most incredible base in quick release, and the Jazz win.
Awesome. Awesome. All right, rumors, 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 and rumors. Tony Jones of The Athletic had three of them, and I'll bring them to you next as we continue here on Locked on Jazz. Today's edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by Locked on's official ticketing app, Game Time. If you're looking for an event and you're going somewhere, you can use Game Time. There's a bunch of different ways to use Game Time. Our friends over at Locked on Nuggets, Matt Moore and his wife are huge Avalanche fans. They literally sit home on game time and figure out if the prices go to somewhere they want to go and then they go to the game. It's literally how they have season tickets. It's pretty fun. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. So you can see the view of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in pricing show you total upfront so you know you're getting the great deal before you check out and you buy tickets in seconds with two taps. So last-minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals, or you can plan ahead. View from all the seats in the venue. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. It's all white game time is the answer. Download the Game Time app now, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps, and I greatly appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, standings check. I don't have my little scroll going today on YouTube, and many, most of you are on audio anyway. Our standings check as of last night. You never know who updates their standings first. One of the NBA apps we use for um, stuff, which is super great, um, doesn't always update. So let's go to this one, which I know does. Um, Houston lost last night. Warriors and Lakers are winning more often. So here's the setup. Jazz are a game behind the Lakers at 26 and 26. Lakers are a game up. The Mavericks are two and a half up now as they've won two in a row. Then the Warriors, who are playing a little better now, a game and a half back. And the Rockets have fallen to two games back, having lost six of 10. Um, Pelicans are rolling. I don't think they're catchable. They've won three in a row now. Um and they're four and a half games up on us, so I or four games up. I don't think that's in play. I don't even think the Mavericks two and a half are in play. I think the Jazz are fighting for nine or ten in the play. And um, at this point, we'll see what happens. All right, Tony Jones had a bunch of rumors. Okay, Tony Jones says that Utah Jazz starting small forward has emerged as a serious trade target, and that is Simone Fontecchio. Two contending teams, according to multiple league sources, the Phoenix Suns and the Boston Celtics. So. This has not surprised me at all. I've, all year long, I've watched Simone and literally have said the first team that calls on Simone is the team that's watching. He would be so outstanding for a good team. He's so outstanding for us. Um, what's interesting about Simone is he makes $3.1 million. He's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. And at $3.1 million, these teams that have no players like Denver and Phoenix and they don't have any contracts, he's like the one player they could trade for which is why I think he could garner the Jazz some real, real, really good package. I mean, like, maybe a first-round pick. Remember last year, what happened? Sadiq Bey gets traded for, like, 17 second-round picks. I think it was five. I think Gary Peaton Jr. gets traded for, like, four or five second-round picks. That's that's what last year's trade deadline was. Just so you understand, Sadiq Bey is a six foot seven, 215 215-pound wing player. It was the 19th pick of a draft who averages 13.7 rebounds, 
an assist and shoots moderately. It's like a 35% three-point shooter. So he's a distinctly average player, right? And he's, he's, he's been in the league for five year, four or five years, and he's averaged 13 points a game. He started more than three quarters of his game. So, I mean, like, he's a good player. Like, he's an NBA, he's been an NBA starter on bad teams. He plays 25 to 30 minutes a night. He's, he's fine. Like, he's pretty good. Like, I mean, I, I mean, average is a compliment. He garnered, I think, four or five second-round picks. There just were not that many first-round picks that were exchanged last year at the trade deadline. Um, so I'd have to go back and look at what the deal was, but I mean, I, I, I think it was. I'm close. Just go with me. It was all part of like this major convoluted deal that involved Gary Payton and James Wiseman. And last year, this like there were like 70 second-round draft picks traded at the trade deadline. Like second round draft picks are floating are what get is what the currency is in the trade deadline. And I think has that has to be kind of remembered as we as you know, well, the Jazz gonna get a first round pick for Kelly Olenek or Jordan Clarkson or Simone Fontecchio. Like, wow, if you like if you get a first round pick, like that's hard to get at the trade deadline right now. For players that are either rentals or aren't marquee. Like, sure, DeJounte Murray's asking for two first round picks. I don't think they're going to get it, and I don't think DeJounte Murray is going to get moved. Like, I, I don't know that we're going to see a player move for two first-round picks here. Maybe the Jazz are going to do it and get DeJounte Murray. I, I kind of decided last night that I liked it. Yesterday, I liked the deal. Like, if you think of – if you can keep – make sure that both those first-round picks are after 10, you're really trading one rotation player for a bona fide starter in DeJ- on 20-point-a-game score out in – in not particularly efficient, but good one in DeJounte Murray. Like that's that's a great trade. So if you can do that, I think I think you probably have to. Um, well you should. Um, so I actually don't think two first round picks is an outrageous if they're two first round picks that aren't in the top 10. Because first round picks hit 50% of the time. So Simone being mentioned does not surprise me. He's played brilliantly, he's showed himself to be a bona fide player. It's interesting when he's a restricted free agent, we have cap space. So you trade him and then you trade him to Boston or Phoenix, so have no money, and you go give him an offer and bring him back in the offseason, and you got to pick for him in the meantime. It'd be kind of great. Um, I do love every part of him and think he's super valuable to us, so it would be a bummer. Um, Tony Jones wrote that he uh, Kelly Olenek remains a likely trade candidate. According to multiple league sources, Olenek has registered widespread interest, particularly among likely playoff teams, because of his status as an expiring contract, but more important, his versatility on offense. Yeah, he was great last night. And he is vital to us. If we lose Kelly Olenek, we will not be as good because we run stuff through him. And he is very, very important um, to how the Jazz run stuff. Tony Jones, Clarkson is less likely than Olenek to be traded at this point. Between now and Thursday, anything can happen. But the winds are swaying toward Clarkson staying with the Jazz to the deadline. This will probably be a surprise to some. There's interest in Clarkson. We reported last week that New York Knicks have registered interest in Clarkson and Olenek. Unlike Olenek's contract, Clarkson isn't currently easy for other teams to handle, which is why Clarkson could stay in Salt Lake. His contract also gets really good. It's like it's a small contract here very, very quickly. So... Those were the latest rumors from Tony Jones. I don't have a, if you listened to yesterday's show, we really dug into DeJounte Murray and kind of the trade deadline and everything, um, you know, that takes place there. Um, And it will be interesting to watch how this plays out tomorrow. Today's kind of the nervous day where everyone's like, and then tomorrow's like literally heart rate, up like so anxious. Um, Up to one o'clock mountain tomorrow. 
All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be with you tomorrow from Phoenix as the Jazz hit the road today to place another of the Western Conference best Phoenix Suns. What a night last night. Crowd was amazing. Call was fun. Go grab Utah Jazz Radio podcast and listen to Jazz Game Rewind or catch the entire fourth quarter on the full Jazz Game broadcast if you want to. That's all available to you as well. Right now, we send you to the first ever 24-7 national streaming Sports channel Locked On Sports today. It is also available on Amazon Fire TV now if you want to catch it there. It is Locked On Sports today. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in.